0: Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two, in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in. To your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods.
1: It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes
0: order order in the court
1: follow and listen to queens of the court on the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts
0: all right uh on the other side of the ball ron rivera announced wednesday that sam howell will be the starter for washington on sunday so this is the first time that a washington quarterback will complete a season in terms of starting every game since logan do you know uh kirk cousins Yes, that is correct. Kirk no, no, Cousins okay. in 2017, his final season here. Um, so, I mean, Sam that's, obviously that's had wild. a decent. So that's yeah. what
1: is that? That's six years. Six years. Yeah, Math? 2017,
0: yeah. which of course is both three and six years ago, because the world just stopped turning in 2020. It feels like I can't believe we're in 2024 now. I know, crazy. Um, but 2023 season, yeah, that would be that'd be six seasons. I believe 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, yeah. So yeah there you go there's the math uh, finger finger counting and all um and like sam last time against these guys was solid uh you know in the first half and then things went super sideways late uh the game got way out of hand through the the pick sixes or on bland late to to make it extra embarrassing in terms of the final score line when you look back yeah. at it um you know, this Dallas defense, I think it's going to come out extremely hungry. Like it's important to remember Dallas has everything to play for here. They have, uh, the NFC East on the line and, and thus the home playoff game with it, the two seed, um, where they get to host uh, a potential second round playoff game as well. And, you know, depending on what happens to the Niners, if the Niners were to get upset, they could host the NFC championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. so that, that home field advantage, super important to them, um, But you got to admit or you got to think like a guy like Micah Parsons is going to come out with his hair on fire with that kind of game on the line. Tank Lawrence was also phenomenal for them Saturday against Detroit. Um, But what, you know, considering you're probably down three offensive linemen again, uh, same kind of situation you're dealing with last week for Washington, like how do you scheme it up? How do you protect Sam and and allow him to to finish out, uh, you know, with, with hopefully another at least okay, at least what he did last week, if not better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing, and we've talked about this a ton this year, but I think it's especially important versus this group is I just look at that Buffalo game and what Buffalo did uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago now, and they just said basically we're going to be in our kind of gun formations and we're going to run the ball a ton because they play these like exceptionally light boxes. They have like that. Um, they, you know they have this vaunted pass rush of guys that kind of cycle in you know Uh yeah. n- number 97 to Dunze for them is a, is a 280 pound kind of converted defensive end who rushes inside Micah Parsons 250 the linebacker that they have in there is a converted safety I think he's like 205 pounds and it lo- allows them to play with incredible team speed run all these games do all this stuff but they're not built necessarily to stop the run and so I think if I if I'm Eric, I'm going to look at what B Rob did last week. I'm going to look at what Gibson did last week in terms of running the football and be like, I'm okay with committing to this a little bit this week and just kind of imposing our will, getting him in these light structures and running the ball. And I know we've talked about that a lot, and Eric has not done that necessarily. But I think if there's a team to do it against, it's this one. Like they're first in the NFL in pressures, they're like third in the NFL against the pass, they're 20th against the rush. Like, they're not overly efficient. And so if you can scheme it up with the pen, put those running backs and that offensive line in an advantageous, advantageous situation, I think you're going to be okay. Because, you know, you, you mentioned the pass protection. I was actually super impressed with the offensive line, as we talked about on the on the review pod. Like, yeah. they did a great job in terms of pass protection. Like, Cornelius Lucas, I think, is a better, is a more consistent pass protector than Charles Leno. I think you lose stuff in the run game. You lose stuff on yeah. screens because he's, you know, he's 6'8", 330. Like, he doesn't move quite the same way. But I thought Trent Scott deserves a ton of credit, man. He looked like a physical football player. He did a great job against uh, Nick Bosa. And Gates had a very competitive football game. And Cosme's playing like the top offensive lineman in the NFL at guard. So, like, it, it's a pretty solid group. And I think just lean on them a little bit this game. You know, like, uh, I think yeah, we lean on Dio. them in the right
0: way, right? Like, that yeah. was the, that's the thing, too, is like last week they did have more balance early, and you can lean on them in the run game. And yeah. as opposed to leaning on them to strain for three and a half seconds against Michael Parsons and Tang Lawrence and all those dudes in the past game.
1: Yeah, and I think they obviously they've shown and again the the, the numbers support this in terms of total pressure rate that the offensive line over the season has given up. That they, they can they could do that. But I think, yeah, like trust them as, as blockers, trust their physicality and let them lean on stuff a little bit. Cause I think one of the things that stuck out to me about the first matchup is is EB wanted to run the football. And then in short, uh, third down and short situations, he, or fourth down and short situations, he also wanted to run, run the ball. I think Dallas is acutely aware of what they're like not great at, which is stopping the run. So they run a lot of games and and run stopping line stunts. So if you, in those situations, be aware of that stuff and adjust kind of your game plan. Uh, so that, that, that would be my thought is just lean into what they don't do well, deleverage Sam, let that offensive line who's playing pretty good do some good stuff for you and kind of hope the defense can contain them to 24 points. And hopefully you've scored 21 with an opportunity to kick a field goal later, whatever it is, you know? So yeah. um I, I think again, like I, I'm not, my confidence in Sam is down a little bit, but I do think he still is a very talented, very gifted quarterback. And I look back to that first matchup and I say to myself, like, that was the game that kind of started the slide a little bit for me in terms of watching him. Because this back end of the defense, they know they know where their bread is buttered. They know that front, whether they're blitzing, whether they're running stunts, whether they're just winning straight up rushes, is going to force you to get the ball out in two seconds. And so they take crazy chances. But if we can kind of slowly, methodically earn those opportunities to push the football down the field, I think Seattle's another great example of that. You know, picking your matchup with DK on Bland and really exploiting that. Because I think that's something you could probably do with Terry as well, is like say, hey... Let's find ways to kind of create isolation basketball here. That's our matchup. Sam, let's make this throw, make this right. I think that's something that we can do pretty consistently. He showed he could do it against San Fran. So like, can we earn those opportunities? And can we be okay punting in this game is something that sticks out to me because I think this defense, when it's an obvious passing situation or when they know you're going to throw the football a ton, is is probably the best group we've faced all season. And we've faced some very good defenses, so...
0: Yeah, no, they're incredible up front. And the thing I would say with running the football too, Detroit saw this for sure on Saturday night. You can't get discouraged by a negative play because Parsons is going to make some. Like right. Parsons is going to beat his guy and just juke out an alignment and have a tackle for minus two. But the next time he might juke himself out of his rush lane or out, out, like out of his assignment, out of his gap, and you might bust a 20 yarder so yeah. you have to you have to be willing to take and this is the run game in general and i think this is part of eb's kind of you know reluctance to run the football at times this year is you look at the average and they're pretty darn good yeah. uh, but occasionally like you get one bad one and you get behind the sticks and then it's like oh we gotta pass the ball we can't be doing that again and it's like well, what do you think happens when you can take sacks like that's yeah. you're even farther behind the sticks typically so you just have to be willing to to accept the fact that Parsons is going to make some plays and keep keep doing the thing that you know will work over the course of the long term.
1: Yeah, and I think when you look at that, I think that's a great point. I think Detroit had six explosive runs in that game, which by PFF is a run over 12 yards or something like that. So they, they were able to find explosive opportunities in a very competitive football game. And I think, again, that deleverages your quarterback a little bit. If yeah. you watch the Buffalo game, I think they had – seven maybe explosive runs like you can find explosive rushing opportunities here because again physically obviously Michael Parsons is a beast but the the way they're built defensively like who they want to be is not that and I think um, I think if you can exploit that exploit it right find ways to exploit those matchups And, and I really look back and on first and second down when I watched the cut up of the first game they ran the ball pretty efficiently on first and second down so it's like there was a couple zero yard runs in there but there's also a counter for 15 there's a counter for 20. they they did some things you're like okay like let's let's lean into that a little bit more in this matchup i think because you don't want to be in a boat race last game of the season with a team that's got something to play for
0: no for sure um and the last game of the season part always makes me kind of chuckle um because i think back to the game that you played in 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 2014 when uh or sorry 2013 when Kyle uh, and Mike knew they yes, were getting fired. That's right. And uh, that affected the play calling that particular day. It and there's a, there's a tiny piece of me that wonders does EB go, all right, you mother bleepers <laughs> want me to run the football? I'm going to run it every freaking down to watch this. yeah, uh, or, or something wacky um, or wacky the other parents. way, which would be really bad. Um, I mean, Kyle okay. went
1: the other way. I think he threw it yeah, seven Ky- times. Kyle,
0: yeah, Kyle was like, I got a point to prove. We're throwing the football every single time. You guys want to see what this looks like? All right, let's party. Uh, and what was it? Kirk, right? The drop back yeah. a 1,000 times in that game.
1: I think it was 70 drop backs. You know, like it was something crazy like that. And I just remember being soaking wet. No one could catch the football. It was miserable and windy. That was one of the worst games I've ever played in, like just from a weather standpoint. Yeah. And it lasted forever because yeah.
0: – Oh, I. Kime still complains about it, and he was sitting in the press box. Uh, nevertheless, having to be out there running a thousand routes because Kyle's just pissed off at everybody. It's like I'm gonna prove a point. I'm gonna burn it down on my way out the door. Right. Uh, so there's that. Who knows what wacky bits could be in store for Sunday. Uh, We'll all find out. Of course, we'll talk about it. We'll preview, uh, probably not the wacky bits because we don't know what's coming. Uh, But we'll we'll do our best to preview the game Uh, one more time, 1 o'clock at TAP Sports Bar, MGM National Harbor. Come hang out with us for the Tate Command pregame show. Of course, you can hang out the entire show uh, for us on that one because uh, the doors will be open, all the games will be on, or you can catch us on YouTube at 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Of course, uh, that show is is a radio show primarily, so you can listen to us as you drive around on your Sunday as well.